This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. To let them show Yeah, the true beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Like a to rainbow like Too many syllables in there in line, eh? Yeah, choose one lyric You can't just multi-layer all of the options you have Don't just check out everything you thought you could And hope to get away with it Hello, away with you. Welcome along to the worst idea of all time, episode twenty-one. Happy twenty-first, Tim. Happy twenty-first to you as well, Guy Halifax, whatever Montgomery. What was the other one? Uh, Alexander's in the. In there the you mix. go, Alexander. Timothy Christoph. Nope. Mm, Stefan. Nope. Mikhail. Go more mainstream. Evgeny. No, Anglo-Saxon. Mm. What comes to mind? Neville. It's Andrew. Pretty close. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to, to be, be here. <laughs> it's so good. We've just watched um, Sex in the City 2 on a projector. Ever heard of it. On a projector in my bedroom. And um, now we've turned all the lights off. So we're in pitch blackness, uh, except for a blue flashing light of the USB stick hanging out of my PlayStation. Really going for Kenner's. Really having a crack at it. I'm pull that out. Um, it doesn't create any bad times later. So, as promised, this this we celebrated the 21st birthday of Sex in the City too. Uh, as as a true American would celebrate their their 21st birthday. We got drunk. Yeah, we've been doing some drinking. Someone asks you like, "What did you do today?" And if the day is Monday through Friday, the response you're supposed to come back with is, "I just went." Just went to work. It was okay, no big deal. Um, but then every now and then, if it's a Friday or Saturday night that you're talking about, which would make it a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, they go, "I got pretty wasted last night." And guess what, folks? We're there. I'm glad that you explained it in such relatable terms, Tim. I was yeah. afraid otherwise no, the concept every, of drunkenness would escape. Not everyone knows where I'm coming from. 
Well, I'd like to think now that they do. Yeah, big time. So, here we all are. Uh, we're all on board on the same page. We're in <laughs> the same all, ferry. We've all made it. We have. And I would like to announce that the rules of this drinking game can never be released to the public <laughs> because they're unfair. And there's too many of them and they're a bit stupid. And uh, I would like to hell with them. I would like to say that I, um, I think we might have talked about it. Is that it would be irresponsible to release the drinking rules? <laughs> no one's brought that up. But well, on, I account, on account of the fact that in some way it would be surreptitiously encouraging people to watch the movie. Ah, oh, I see. And I see your argument, and I negate it. How? Uh you know, if someone's doing a drinking game, they're not buying the movie. They're probably going to rent it from uh, the one remaining United Video in their area. United Video. Whoa. Whoa. We've got the world on video. So you wouldn't be like contributing a massive amount of money to the filmmaker's pockets. Just a tiny fraction of a cent. You know? It's, it's less about who the actual money is going to and more about the idea of people sort of just sacrificing hours of their lives, their real lives, to watch it. Oh, so you're coming from a time resource yeah. perspective rather than time a dollar. Time money resource or something. Perspective. Time, that saying doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Time is money. Do you know what? Money is time. Like, if there's any valuable commodity that you can't get back or, like, you know get more of you can't you can't increase it it's time so don't say time is money because money doesn't matter nearly as much as time does time's got to be the most precious commodity of them all you can't get more of it doesn't matter how rich you are i think but i think the idea of time is money is rooted in you're still ascribing value to money like you're yeah exactly we need to get beyond that you should ascribe you should only ascribe value in money and as much as it is like <laughs> difficult for you to do something else with your time. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> if you're uber rich, then you can do whatever you want with your time. But that's because you have money. But still the overriding Look, thing is you I want more time. I cannot keep up. You definitely can. This is an advanced stuff, guy. You're it with feel, me. It feels like it right now. This goes central to the core of our movie that we watched today because it's all about having lots of money and still finding problems anyway. I think it was Nelson Mandela's wife who in Nelson Mandela's biography was writing about the virtues of how happy poor people are. She said, the happiest people I've met ever have been farm workers. They're the most satisfied with life. They're the ones who get their joyous returns from being on this earth. Are you still are you still paraphrasing the Lady Mandela, or are you? I ran away with it. The first sentence I said was pretty close to what she wrote down in that book, <laughs> but the rest of it you were just vibing. I was vibing a little bit. It wasn't Long Walk to Freedom, just so you know. It was a different one. She wrote it. Nelson Mandela, as far as I know, wrote Long Walk to Freedom, but I was quoting a book that his wife wrote. I can't remember what it's called. And so, in watching this movie, do you feel like it sort of inspires in you the feeling that? Uh, I believe it was maybe je- some oh, a rapper called Jelly Something goes money can buy me happiness because I'm happy whenever I want it on my own. Do you know that song? Nah, man, not the way you sing it. Jelly Stone, 
Jelly Stein. I really? think it's okay. Jelly Stein. You sound like um. Morgan Barma happiness. You sound like Tom Waits, but yeah, that's well, it was a... like in rehab, drawing himself <laughs> out. Wouldn't that be a tragedy if Tom Waits ever got to the point where he was like, you know what, I've had enough alcohol. Not if he started releasing collaborations with <laughs> Jelly Stone, it wouldn't. It would be you, a triumph. That would be a net gain that, for the community. I absolutely think so. I mean, that is a curiosity that I think everyone is. Tom Waits in. and Jelly Stone. It's been, I mean, for too I long. Jelly Stone is. Too long. These conversations have been buried in obscure online forums. Mm. It hasn't been in the public sphere enough. Can I propose an album title? Yes, Jelly Waits. <laughs> it's pretty good, huh? Yeah, it's not bad. And <laughs> okay. The, the 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 cover art is a picture of jelly, which hasn't quite set yet. Yeah, or Jello for our American brothers yeah. and sisters. Jelly on a plate. Jelly on a plate. Wibble wobble wibble wobble jelly on a plate. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, now, it's time to get to the, some of the important business. I would like to find <laughs> out what you are. I feel like we should go through some rules, but only by memory. I was going to ask for your shining light, but I guess that can wait for a tick. So, um, most people would think that we wrote down costume change as a rule, and it's just occurred to me that we didn't. <laughs> We wrote about 60 rules and they were very top heavy. Like we wrote a lot in the front bit of the movie and then we got too drunk to write any, to write any more rules. I was going to say, right, the experience of writing the rules to the movie uh, sort of closely reflected the experience of actually watching the movie in which at the start you sort of, <laughs> you're giving it everything and you're really like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. You yeah. know, this, is the t- this, this time I'll nail it. Yeah. And then the movie breaks you in the sense that within the last at least third of the movie you're just completely you're just in and out Mm. like you're no longer invested in a movie there's just something happening around you you actually you were talking about how with grown-ups too like we really we did watch it every week and with this like it's just so hard we keep trying so hard to engage the entire time through the film but it's just really difficult to stay in there we've really We've really pulled a number on ourselves because it is just too. There's too, too little. Long. There's too little there's too going little on. Over too long. Too little and too long. There's like there's not enough um, both plot. Like, I can't stress enough how little plot there is, but also visually on the screen. Just if you want to like see some things, there's nothing there for you. But Grown Ups too, it didn't have plot either. But just, it had like an absurdly low amount of plot. <laughs> And they, also visually, there was at least like always a little bit going they were on. Just throw, they just threw a lot of stuff at it. Yeah. But it was, I, I think in a vacuum, you can create meaning. So in uh, Grown Ups too, because there was like absolutely no plot, you could kind of create these strange meanings for yourself out of it. But Sex in the City too, they've got just enough really, just enough really shit plot that it's relatable and you can kind of recognize where they're coming from on some stage but it in no way could justify a movie or secondly a movie that's two and a half hours yeah that's that's where i'm coming from there's no ammo in that gun (laughs) yeah and the gun is it's more detailed there are more yeah i don't know I can't quite nail the end of the analogy, but <laughs> I was shouldn't so, try. I was so keen to do it. Is the thing I really wanted to bloody end that high five with you, Tim? Thanks, man. I'm sorry I didn't pull it off. It's okay. But anyway, so let's gravitate toward the shining light. Okay, the shining light of the movie 
for me, <laughs> obviously, I'm struggling once again to think of it. Uh, maybe it's Runkle. Uh, it's oh no, it's the shirtless guy. Is the shirtless guys playing croquet in the background of frame when the the ladies are all brunching at um nice. at the at the big gay wedding at mm. breakfast at the big gay wedding. There's a sort of a shot of them. It's before Charlotte arrives, and it's just the three other gals. And then in the in the background of frame, there's just two really buff, ripped, shirtless dudes who are part of a croquet game. Okay, it's like it's not that it's you know it's not that it doesn't look that sweaty. Mm. They're just they're just putting it out there for everyone to enjoy, they and I respect that. Are. They want to show it to all. That was my shining light. But then again, they are in the Middle East. I mean, they're in no, Abu Dhabi. It's they're very not, hot. They're absolutely not in the Middle East. At a wedding, there's no wedding in the Middle East. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hear you. What was your shining light? What's the weather like in New York City on August the third? It'd be hot. Oh well, that's why they're shirtless. Yeah. There you go. We see a clock. It says August the third. It's like that time when you get the brief flash of Mackenzie's watch and Grown Ups too. Chris Rock puts his bloody hand to his face and for some reason you finally get to know what part of the year 3.59pm July something is it around the same time of the year is this because of America's summer it's probably because of America's release schedule because they put all their big films out in summer that's how they do things Uh, did you ask me for my shining light yeah I did (laughs) yeah you didn't yeah I did yeah I did so I was going to um, try and find another way to cram Baidun in there, but I think it would be a cop-out. And then it realized to me that I'm not 100% that we've ever used um, Charlotte's big titty nanny's titties as a shining light because it would have let them one. But I feel like I've got just enough chemicals in my body this week to kind of, and I mean this is a verb, not a noun, to retard myself to the level where I can appreciate... Charlotte's Big Ted and Nanny's titties as a shining light. So there you have it. Uh, they're the best bit of the movie. I hope you enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> you have been so staunch in, in uh, not letting the movie win. Resolute. Resolute, yeah. You've been really defiant in your sense that uh, you've always said, look, you can't, you can't let them, you know, pull the pull it, pull one on you in this way. So it's, it's with, uh, it's like what Dom Curry I think was trying to articulate last week for such a film that's built off a franchise which had such, um, admirable feminist beginnings and concrete foundation to throw it all away in the second movie for some titties seems apparent but that's where i'm at um well you're buying into that i've watched the movie 20 times and it turns out there's not enough content in there to like find a new good thing with it every week so i finally got drunk enough and chemically (laughs) affected enough to accept the trojan horse of a terrible offer into my (laughs) heterosexual male western white mind and it is charlotte's big tittied big tits on the nanny hey man i respect you for um not only you know 
buying into it this week but also being able to articulate the sensation so well you're so welcome i guess well is that what you're looking for here i don't know you're welcome i didn't really need i was more trying to give you a, a compliment than to take one back i'll grab it but what i'll also do is just pack up the uh, can you hear that That is the question on everyone's lips. Oh, that was a roll. I forgot that one. Every time Coffee Guy drinks, you drink. That was one of the 60 <laughs> rules we wrote down in our That's a pretty primitive rule. Pretty clear cut. Yes. If the Coffee Guy drinks his coffee, the very least we can do is drink our alcohol, which in most cases will be beer. In some cases will be wine. And in extreme that, cases, will be antimatter. But in normal triggers, cases, will be water. Antimatter, yeah. Don't drink that. Don't drink any antimatter. Don't breathe that. <laughs> it's uh, like the guy. It's like, that, will it blend? That reminded me of another rule, which was uh, every time Brady is on the cusp of harnessing the power of vermin. Yes. You must drink. Oh, I see. Sure, we're a lot of rules at the top of this film. Um, so our friend Coffee Guy, follower of the one true god Jabba, uh, <laughs> sunk a lot of coffee this week, and I'm not sure whose turn it is to remember where he's off to next. Is I it? don't think there'd be anything wrong with us sharing our memory. Oh, okay. Remembering it no, together. All right, that's fine. Well, um, do you want to take the leads on the? Yeah, memory yeah. Well, what? obviously the guy's the guy's name is Miles Anderton. We know this. Everyone knows this. This is, I mean, that's how he's credited in the in the credits of the film. Uh, and Miles has has he hasn't slept very well the night prior. Um, I mean, he's he's had a bit of a rough go of it recently. His dog, who's his best friend, obviously Angus, a German Shepherd. Yeah. Uh, he's had to take it to the. There's been a there's a benign. There was a tumor. It turns out to be no. benign. Yeah, oh. on the lung. Oh no! Uh, and so I mean, and he's, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is benign good or bad? Benign is is as far as tumors go, it's the best news you can. It's have. the best of because benign is like benevolent and malign is like malevolent. I haven't really thought bad. about the etymology of benign. Sorry, you go on with the dog thing. Well, anyway, the, I mean, the good news is it's benign. The bad news is he's still got a. He hasn't got very good insurance for his German shepherd, so he's got a. Pretty much the holiday the holiday money he'd put out, he's got to spend on the dog. And he's been having a very rough go of it at work, so it was sort of... Oh, no. Yeah. And, Shit. uh But he's re, he's regrouped. He woke up in the morning. He went for a... Uh, he stretched the legs. Yeah. Went for a good sort of four-mile jaunt. And he's showered, and he went out for a coffee before heading down the office. Oh, God. And this is where we meet him. So he's sort of rebuilding himself from the ground up. Wow. So, am I? Um, all he had was his dog. Am I right in saying that? Is that what? 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You were saying? Uh, all he's got is his dog and the prospect of a holiday from his long and arduous work mm. as a bloody uh, bean counter. Oh, no. Heinz. Oh, God. So he, his job is quite literally to count the shucked green beans yeah. that go into a, sort of a 440 mil can of green beans. Because you can't have too many because yeah. then you're losing the company money, but you can't have too little because then the, the consumers sue so you. So he, he counts out exactly 440 beans to every can. You'd think there'd be a machine to do it, but there's not. And so he's been doing this for two years straight. He's been compiling his holiday time. Oh, man. And he's mapped out this fantastic trip. And uh, obviously, as I've already mentioned, the the dog's got a tumor. I mean, yeah. it's benign, but it will it will kill the dog early. Now, of course, um, a Java fiend of a man of a bean counter of an individual of an Anderton of a sir of a Mister. Uh, what you won't know about him is he actually he lives in Australia. Um, that's where he's based. He's just. He's actually on his holiday when we see him in the film, which is the amazing thing. But he's an Australian bean counter, which is crazy. That's how he gets so much time off. The Americans wouldn't wouldn't know this because they don't get holiday pay like we do. They don't have the same rules. They're very different. I feel like they work you, whoever they are, they work <laughs> you hard in America. They're trying to get you. <laughs> you get like oh boy, but they, they get, get you. You get like a week of holidays, maybe if you're lucky. If you're lucky. This seems like a crazy thing. You're going to have more holidays than that, America. Get it in ya. I'm on <laughs> holiday right now, pretty much, you know? It's called being drunk. And I <laughs> recommend it to everyone. In which case, everyone has the option of being on holiday. Can you remember any more rules, Guy Montgomery? Um, I'm trying to, like, remember more. Not remotely off the top of my head. Uh, every time Charlotte every- takes something literally slash too obviously... Oh yeah, take a drink every time Steve talks. You oh, take yeah. a drink. 
uh, every time a scripted joke bombs so like they've written the bombing of the joke into the script oh, I don't know if I did I scribe that one down I don't know if it's on the list I scribed it released. I think uh, another rule was <laughs> welcome to released. the wedding oh yeah you gotta you have to finish a beer um, by the time Alicia Keys stops singing that's a rule Pretty much as soon as you start watching the movie, the rule is you drink Sink a beer. You drink a beer. Or Welcome whatever, to NYC. Welcome to New York City. Drink a beer. And, and then also you... maybe punch punch yourself. Oh, yeah. Just punch yourself. Yeah. And whatever's like so not the most sensitive, but You drink but a beer sensitive. and you punch yourself to say, to apologize to yourself essentially for watching the movie. Hit yourself in the gut. It's not quite the nuts or the... Um, would you hit a woman? Um, <laughs> Jesus. I don't really know. Just hit yourself in the stomach. It's a good gender neutral body part to give yourself a little smack in if you're watching Grown Ups. You can't I mean, really, Sex and City too. I'm reverting to Grown Ups a lot in my head at the moment. I don't know what's happening there. To hit your, I'm regressing. It's difficult to hit yourself hard yeah. to actually hurt yourself, I find. You stop yourself before you get there? Yeah, I think so. I'll, I'll smash you out if you want. I'll punch you right in the guts. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Oh, well, it's up to you. I'm just saying. It is up to me. Do you think I've got a secret subconscious yearning to get back into the grown-ups too? Do you think that's what this is about? Well, yeah, I think so. Because I, I don't even feel like it's subconscious. You think it's entirely conscious? I cr- Every time we watch Sex and City 2, mm. I think to myself, this would be a lot better if I was watching grown-ups too. Yeah. We've chosen an <laughs> untamable beast. And we've, like, you know... Following we talked about with Grown Ups too, and even earlier in the season, we've been wrangling with it. But in our head, in my head, certainly, I've been like, I've been like, it feels untamable, but we will, we will tame this wild. We will find our victory. Yeah, and just every week, even as obviously we took away the bloody times viewed uh, and chip into the views remaining, I've sort of always had a blind confidence that eventually we'll figure out a way to enjoy or beat watching this movie. Hasn't happened yet. And it's just not going to happen. It's been 21 watches now, and I haven't found a technique it's to like enjoy the film. You, it's, I think I genuinely think it's categorically impossible to walk away from watching Sex in the City 2 and feel okay about anything. <laughs> yeah, but not in a way where you want to change things, where you're like, I'm so empowered to improve the world. Just in a way where you're like, well, we're all fucked yeah, because this movie exists. It's discouraging. Yeah. And the extreme. It's the disheartening. entire thing is disheartening. Yeah. So oh, what a negative fucking... You took that in a negative place. Man. I'm sorry for that, but... I, I, You know, every week I struggle to actually verbalise exactly what it's doing. When we did Grown Ups 2, we sat down and we sort of... We were invested. Movie's so punchy and fast, it feels like now. Yeah. That, you know, it keeps us in there the whole time. But this... We sit down together and we watch about an hour of Sex and City 2 and then we're just in a room where Sex and City 2 is happening around us. And it's a poisonous atmosphere. And we're watching it and we're hearing it, but we're not listening. I'm you not. Know? It's one of those things where you can hear it, but you're not You're not fully in there. It's like a... It's like walking into this like negative energy bubble. Yeah. Sitting in it and then talking about it and then walking out. So what I would like to say is... All hail King Brady. He is the chosen <laughs> leader. One of the few things I can get on board with. Of the vermin. And he's, he doesn't get enough screen time. Considering that dude 
trained a generation of rats to train all of the other rats. The, the entire Sex and City 2 is pretty much is, is seeding the idea that there will be a sequel in which Brady is the Rat King. It's outrageous they how little screen like, time he gets. It's very subtle the way they allude to the sequel. In some ways, I appreciate the restrained the restrained approach to filmmaking. Um, they've really, like... It would be too easy to glorify Brady in this film and to really drop a lot of shit so that people would see the eventual rise of Brady the Rat King and then say, oh, they had so many hints for us, how did I miss this? But they don't. They legitimately only drop a couple of little things for us to figure out that he becomes the ruler of the New York City subway and then beyond, you know. It's just an intermediate stage. And then the world. Because rats are everywhere, guy. That's the thing about them. They're all over the shop. Yeah. I mean, I do like to think that if if there is some sort of uh you know seismic global event which sort of puts a pretty big uh stoppage on human life yes that rats will survive and hopefully survive at least if not in intelligence and numbers to take charge and actually i mean really see what they can get done i and have I high hopes that, i don't think that's going to happen as long as there are this many of, of us human beings around. Well, I volunteer myself for tribute. I I um I think it's probably a good idea if we just stop having kids and we just let ourselves die out and we just wait for the rats to take over. <laughs> and I think that our dead bodies would provide enough nutrition for the original generation of super intelligent rats. Well, because rats. the biology behind the way rats digest food mm. is that they're the first species in which the sort of their processing has become so advanced that they're actually they absorb sort of the in essence the IQ or the intelligence of whatever it is they're consuming so this is a very old idea in science fiction but a very new idea in how rats are going to take over the world that you eat the brains of your victim and you gain the brains and this is this is but this is the level of advancement that their actual digestive system has gone through specifically their intestines is that when the, it could be, it doesn't have to be the brain. It could be any piece of flesh, mm. but in the DNA of the flesh right. is some of the some of the sort of uh, tissue of the brain. That's huge. So you don't even need to eat the brain. So you could eat a toe, and you'd still get pretty smart. If you ate the toe of say someone, I mean, the like the most intelligent. If a rat ate the toe of the most intelligent human, yeah, I mean, yes, yeah, I mean, they would absorb, depending on what the perspective what the ratio of toe size to rat size is but say the toe was like 20% the size of the rat mm. then the rat's intelligence it will absorb like 20% of the intelligence of the human whose toe they've eaten it's intense it's um, a lot of intelligence to consume it also reminds me of a rule that we wrote down which was the rat man toe uh, rule sorry portmanteau rats live around ports you can understand how to make the mistake if there's a portmanteau in the film, like this one's scripted in. Into Frenchin. You must drink. Into function. Into fun function. Fun. Fun. Shin. Into function. Uh, what are the other ones? You know, I, I can't remember. Me neither. There is one other, but I can't remember it. It's interesting. I don't know. Um, how do you, I mean, how do you, 21's a lot. It is, bro. 20. It is with this one. So 21 times two and a half is 
40 plus 15 is 55. 55 hours. That's a lot of time to be watching these chicks. A lot. I mean, how do, you, how do you feel about the prospect of however many remain? 31. Very scared. Very scared. The fact that we're not at halfway yet is genuinely dark and terrifying. And in spite of my drunk buzz, it's not enough t- to grab me out of the reality of this terrible situation. But what do you think about it? I don't know, man. I think... The only thing, yeah, that I'm like the only thing that's I'm really that we're really getting out of this is that we're spending this amount of time together weekly, yeah, in arduous circumstances, yeah. So there's a sense of camaraderie in that. I don't. I I'm not opposed but to that. Hey, but and I don't you, think... do you know what else, guy? You know, we got a lot of shit on these days takes us out of town but we need to sit down every once in a while and schedule out when we're going to hang out <laughs> and you don't get a lot of friends who you do that with eh you schedule out time you're like fuck well I've got to hang out with Guy for three hours one night this week when's it going to be so I, I've got <laughs> none of my even friends the, even the way you phone it then it's a sense of dread that's associated with just because of the movie together. not because of you I love no, hanging out with you th- those two things it's not awesome. entirely entwined with each other no they're not that's the strength of our friendship. I have, Is it what? It transcends It transcends constant. the Pavlovian response of associating you with the physical nausea of this film. Triumph. I feel the same. It's a good thing, ultimately. It's a good thing. Um, it's a hard thing, though. That's the thing of it. It's so difficult. I really feel like I'm going to piss my pants soon as well. <laughs> I only took one lick through that, and I think I've drunk about some litres of beer. Three? Less than that. Oh, no, no, I'd be drinking three litres of beer at least. I don't know how that converts it's to your American of, imperial liquid. Yeah. Three litres of anything is a lot. Yeah, three litres of water would be a, a task, you know? I don't know. Something in that ballpark. So, Guy, um, how do you feel about the remaining watches that we've got? You know what? Yeah. You know, we'll come back. <laughs> we'll take our punishment. There's like, there's a sense of, it feels like there's got to be something at the end of all this. But I think that's what makes it so dreary is there's, at the end of this, like, there's just the freedom of not watching Six and City 2 every week. But... Still, so much sex in the city too to go through to get there. Yeah, and it's there's no external pressure to say you have to watch Sex in the City too. Yeah, so it's sort of it feels just like such a hollow victory. Yeah, I mean, but you know what? I mean, it's it is fun. It's fun, it's, you know. Challenges are fun. You know, <laughs> hard things are good. They make you who you are. Um, but. This room's really cold. <laughs> it's like, are you feeling the cold in this room? It's really cold. I'm going okay. The crazy thing is, I'd never at any point turn the heater on in my bedroom, but the projector creates enough heat that it acts <laughs> like a heater, which is great in winter, which we're in now. But in summer, my goodness, you need to bloody open every door and window. Get some air flowing. It's a nightmare. 
which of these characters would you most like to have breakfast with when you wake up tomorrow? Samantha Jones, public relations consultant. For what reason? Her interests and mine are most aligned, I feel. And what are your interests lying? Well, I think we could talk about public relations and marketing. And I could chew the fat on some big clients and big people that she had in some big events that she promoted, how she did it. How, how would you open the conversation with Samantha Jones? Samantha, it's so lovely to meet you. I've heard so much about you. Thank you. Can I, can I get you a coffee? Would you like something? Yes. How, what do you take? Please, a flat white. Okay, and how do you... Sugar? One. <laughs> warm it is. One warm... F- two warm flat whites. Thank you, Garçon. <laughs> so then I would obviously pull your chair out for you, uh, as the gentleman always should. Why, thank you. You're so welcome. So, Samantha, tell me, you work in PR... Yes. What have you been working on recently? Like, what's going on at the moment? If you oh, don't, if you don't mind my asking. Oh, great movie launch. Really? Yeah. There's this character. He's a man, and he's in the, he's in the jungle in South America, and he he makes love with a frog, and they have a whole new species. Wow, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, wow. So he makes. Sorry, you said he makes love with a frog. Yeah. So how does that work? Well, he wakes up one morning and the the frog is on the end of his penis and there's sort of it's going it's and it's you know and he wakes up and he's having a nice kind of dream you know sort yeah. of sort of dream where it's like oh what are you doing sure sure and he wakes up as as the dream is culminating and he sort of you know he he feels this frog so I mean like who who are you targeting with this movie who's your oh, segment everyone. of the market. It's the biggest target market you've ever heard of. Really? The frog blowjob movie that's just a mass market kind of a thing? Absolutely. Okay. You know, I mean, just off the top of my head, no concerns about maybe bringing some kids into that and figuring out what's going on? Children need to learn about biology and what, you know, every human is capable of. Okay. Okay, so what um what sort of approach are you going more of an online feel for this or billboards or like? Ah, uh, we got billboards. We got big billboards. What's on them? Ah, uh, well, it's it's pretty much just a f- a frog, a f- a frog who looks full of of what? Just it looks full. Like oh. it doesn't look hungry anymore. It's a full frog. Um. Okay. Uh, this movie sounds terrifying. Your marketing scheme sounds lacking. I've picked the wrong girl, and I'll eternally regret that. Hey, come on! We're just having breakfast. You ask a lot of questions for a guy I'm just meeting. Um, I also instantly uh, retract my non-clementure by referring to you as a a girl. Clearly, you're a woman. And I apologize for that, but not for my other comments because you are boring and ill-informed. So I shall pick up the tab and leave. (laughs) That's fine by me. Okay. Enjoy your very, very (laughs) bad marketing campaign for what seems like a bestiality film, (laughs) you nightmare of a woman. All right. See you later. I reckon that's it. I don't have... I gotta go. I gotta take it a leak. This is terrible. Do you yeah. have anything you gotta tell everyone? 
uh just i hope that you enjoyed this <laughs> so much <laughs> it doesn't sound like it i know but we are working so hard for you okay we'll catch you next week <laughs> see you on the internet everyone bye-bye Worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.